welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast, where we talk about all things sustainable fat loss. We take people on 90-day journeys to creating fat loss forever. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Breaking 90 podcast. I am here today with my co-host, Kelly Sarlo, and we are the coaches of Breaking 90 Fitness. Thanks for listening. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Alex. How are you? Good. What's going on in your world? Well, I have some exciting news. Okay. Um, I officially became an aunt on the weekend. I saw that. I'm so excited for you guys. That's that is really exciting. Although you're already an aunt to yes. um, all of all of your best friends' kids. I know oh, Emerson, yes. Emerson always looks forward to visits with Aunt Kelly. Oh, thank you. It's a <laughs> big source of pride and joy for sure. Um, this was the first uh, niece or nephew grandchild in the family so it's very exciting for both Eric and I that's so exciting mm-hmm. um I know you guys will you guys will take a lot of pleasure in in being part of that so um I, I look forward to hearing the stories thank you <laughs> so what are we doing today okay so um I don't have a great name for what I want to call this but this is for the person who is stuck in a schedule rut, I'll call it. So, so COVID's been a big one for a lot of people. They're they're they've been stuck at home, working from home, um, and they're they're still. They, it, it lasted longer than they anticipated, right? So we we all went into COVID with the expectation that it was going to be much shorter than it has been, mm-hmm. and that we'd be back to our normal routines and schedules and the world would be kind of a lot more normal than we've seen it the past few years. Well, this is for the person who's still stuck in that, that schedule routine, but having a hard time prioritizing their health, their fitness as a result of it. So what I want to talk about is, is what, what, how do, how to overcome that obstacle of, of a schedule or routine rut um, is that kind of clear what, what I'm touching on? Yeah. I'm really curious to hear, um, your examples of the schedule rut, because I think that'll help direct the conversation. Yeah. So, uh, it, this, this came from a conversation that I had with somebody, um, earlier this week. Um, so been working from home and, haven't found their groove they they were in a really good place until COVID hit and they had they were forced to work from home and now it's been a couple years of that Mm. and their health and fitness has spiraled as a result and so I want to make this episode to help that that specific type of person who's who's in that um in that rut where should I go what should I do how do I get back on track cool yeah you're already asking the right questions so that's great (laughs) all right um so the way I would well you know what Kelly why why don't you start Where, where where do you start with that person um I my default is always to go to questions right so what was it that you loved before uh before you got into this space before COVID shut everything down what was accessible to you that made you feel like you were in your groove if things shut down and you're feeling out of whack, um, what can we healthily contribute to within our own space of our home? Um, you know, what can we add back? And that's within our control. And what is outside of our control? What do we kind of have to troubleshoot on a grander scale? 
right? So I think starting there is a really great place because we're talking about the good kind of control that makes the person feel empowered um, and solution focused. So that's where I'd begin. I like that. I like that. I like how you identified that um, we need to look at it from kind of an outside perspective. Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make anytime there is a life a life-changing event. Um, and this could circle back to, to as you mentioned, so you, you're now an aunt and uncle. Like this is becoming a new parent is a schedule and life, lifestyle-changing event. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest mistakes we can make is going into that expecting ourselves to be able to do what we were doing before, exactly. right? Yeah. Maybe you can, maybe you can do more, maybe you can't. But not asking yourself those questions to identify that is a big mistake. Yeah, because not asking those questions potentially potentially doesn't allow you to assess reality, right? So for someone like myself, um, I was working from home to begin with, and I wasn't a gym goer, and COVID still shut my life down. And I could have easily adopted the mentality that things are shut down and I can't tend to myself anymore. But if I'm going through those reflective questions that we're talking about, I do actually get to understand, oh, my reality is not what I'm telling myself. I still have access to a lot of things that can contribute to the types of changes or goals that I'm wanting to contribute to, right? Um, Now, if I was a gym goer and I was getting, you know, all my social needs met by going into an office during the day, then I do get to healthily assess the reality and how that has shifted. And then we troubleshoot from there. Right. But reality is the thing that needs to be assessed first. Love it. I love it. Reflect on your priorities, what's important to you and, and where, where it falls on your list of priorities, reflect on your goals are they still realistic? Like when we talk about our smart goals and our, so having, are they specific, measurable, attainable, uh, realistic, and in a timely fashion, right? So is it still a realistic goal given my new circumstances? If so, how can I proceed? What needs to change to, to continue on that path? So um, I think one of the biggest things you need to do right away is create your new schedule. You're you're in a new place, you're in a new you're in a new routine, a new time. You need to create a new schedule. Don't try to take an old schedule and make it fit into a different shaped hole. Mm. I think I like that you're talking about going to the physical schedule too. And one of the things I love to encourage for clients, whether you're assessing your values or you're assessing an actual schedule, is let's start with the ideal first. So if ideally you want to commit to an hour and 45 minutes of movement and workout in a day, okay, write that down. That's your ideal. If you want to contribute to a certain amount of time for prep and eating in a day, great, write that down. Then let's do a separate one with what your current situation is, right? What is currently going on between you and your partner? Maybe you're a single parent uh, between you and your children, and then start to develop conversations based on how to find solutions between the two. Right, because it's not to shoot and get everything that you want, everything that you're asking for. It's to be able to say, where can compromises happen? Where can creative solutions come in? Right, because a lot of us don't know how to ask for help. And that's something COVID forced us to do is to be able to speak up for what we need. So many people got sick and couldn't get their own food. We had to reach out to neighbors and say, could you please get my groceries? Right. So are we doing that for our health and fitness as well? 
Cool. We're having a conversation with our partner to say, movement is part of my sanity. How can we make my 45 minute walk still doable for this family? Yeah. Because I used to do it on my lunch break when I was at the office, but now exactly. that doesn't exist. Right. Yep. That's really cool. Um, I, I like what you touched on there. I call it my dream week. I do this all the time. So I, oh. I, cre- I create my dream week and I put it into my schedule um, with, so I use the I calendar, mm-hmm. um, but I use it as like the bottom layer of the schedule basically. So it's like from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, every single day is full of my dream week. Okay for the entire week and then I can book anything on top of that that's not like set in stone but it every time I book something on top of that I'm consciously saying okay I am putting this over top of what would be a walk in my dream week of what would be my lunch break in my dream week Um, and I do this activity regularly because life changes I don't like, you should never expect your dream week to stay the same for the next 30 years. Yeah. That's really cool. I'd be curious, like in pictures, if that's what you're doing, so you're obviously you're creating a, a visual calendar in pictures, this could be something that, that people use to actually evaluate their happiness, right? Because if you're writing down your dream week and you're living pretty damn close to it and you're like, I feel great. And I don't really know why. Well, here's a visual representation of why, because all the things that you say you love and value the most are pretty much being checked off your list. If you feel like you're in a rut, you can't put your finger on why that might be. Look at this visual representation of how many times you have chosen to compromise or been forced to compromise on that dream week and to what degree you had to compromise, right? To be able to say, oh, okay, the things that I value are not ever coming into my reality in a week. And do I need to start having conversations with others? Do I need to start setting boundaries? Do I need to start asking for help, right? We can develop different questions based on this visual reality. Yeah, and and when I say dream week, this is like a realistic dream week. This isn't like sit on a beach in Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) That means you're psychologically healthy, Alex, that's great. So you you have to set your, if you're going to do this, you have to create your dream week around what is actually possible in your week. So you still have to allow time for work and all of that kind of thing. But um, it's it's become a super helpful tool for me because if I, if it says family time and I end up booking a client call into that family time, I have to consciously look at my calendar and say, on this day, I'm going to prioritize a client call over top of what I scheduled for family time, which I mean, sometimes we have to do that kind of thing, but we consciously have to do it now, right? Yes. And, and, we're, we're, and so I, I will do everything in my power not to do it. But if I do, then I say, where do I make up this time? Where am I going to move this family time as a result of this? Um, well, yeah. Can I add? Yeah. Because I, I love that that is your reality. And that that's your level of self-esteem, right? Because you're talking about 
assessing your dream week based on realistic standards and like what is truly possible for you. But there will be some people listening who will rule out all kinds of realistic possibilities because they are over responsible. They're used to that role, whether you're an assistant, you're the CEO, you're a mother, you're wearing multiple hats, whatever that might be, you're already ruling things out because of your own belief system. And so some listeners won't connect with what you're saying because they'll be like, well, nothing's possible because I'm in charge of everything. In which case you've got to start looking at the belief system um, of why you're buying into that. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Um, Part, part of what I will do. So, so I've got that, that dream week that I look at and it, it shows what I would love to be doing at that time. But then what I'll go through and do each week is schedule in non-negotiables for me that are non-work related first and let let work fill in the gaps around those non-negotiables so Mm -hmm. if I want to play volleyball that week or if I want to go for a hike that week if I want to get in a date night whether that's with with your your partner or a friend or your kid that doesn't matter I say date night but you call it what you want quality time Um, what's that quality time yeah um, all of these things, if you build them into the schedule first and then let life fill in the gaps, um, makes this activity a lot more realistic because trying to fit in this stuff after you, you will, you'll quickly run out of time. I think I'm going to do it again, Kelly. Um, <laughs> you guys have all heard the story. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, the story of the jar with with the different the different items that go into the jar right like if we put the so you've got sand pebbles and rocks for simplicity I think there's oh and then there's water um if you put the if you fill the jar with water first then there's not enough room for the other items right if we put the big rocks in first our family our health the, the things the things that are really important to us that aren't typically work related we put those in first then we can still fit in some pebbles we can still fit in some sand we can still fit in some water but um that's that's how you have to look at your schedule or else life is gone (laughs) oh yeah it disappears you're right and and uh one of the the activities that I, i love that we do with clients is using the quadrant right of of prioritizing important and urgent things um, so if anyone's listening and they're thinking like, what does Alex mean by important, but non-work those, you know, maybe you think that's an oxymoron, um, then the quadrant activity can really help you sort out different activities and understand how to go about prioritizing things rather than just writing to-do lists and not knowing how to systematically work through what you value. Mm. Mm. And yeah, if, if anybody isn't familiar with that, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to mm. chat about that with you. Same. Um, or Kelly. Yeah, she just volunteered herself. So reach out yeah. to her. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it can be a huge eye opener. Um, on, on the simplest level, you can just record your screen time for a week and then go back and reflect the screen time on your phone. That's like the simplest level of doing this. Um, anybody who says they don't have time for instance for a 20 minute workout if you can honestly show me your screen time and I can't pick a 20 minute gap out of time in there then you you probably 
well, I, I, you're probably a unicorn. You probably don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, sometimes I'm stuck on Wordle for 20 minutes. I'll admit yeah. it. Yeah. Right. So it, it all comes down to priorities and time management, I guess. At, at mm-hmm. the end of the day. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Um, I hope that that's helpful. Uh, I guess just to quickly wrap up my thoughts on this, if you are struggling in a rut, in a schedule rut, it's time to take a new look at your schedule. Start with a clean, a clean template and start over. Don't always expect your schedule to be able to stay the same forever and ever and ever. Um, we need to always reflect on that and be, be ready to pivot and change as the seasons change, as our life changes, as our priorities change. It's great. It's a great activity to, to always reflect on. Yeah. And if you are someone who is looking at it with the intent to figure things out, right, you're, you're sitting down and you, you feel solution focused, or that is your intent, but you don't have the ability to have fresh eyes, or you don't have the ability to emotionally detach from the task because everything is still important to you, then hire help. Ask a coach to come in to give you that third party perspective and ask you the great questions to help you evaluate in a way that you just didn't know how to do for yourself. That's a really great tool that could last you your entire life. Awesome. Um, I, I want to just quickly tag on what Kelly just said, because I think uh, this is a little off topic, but I think it's really important. If you, if you are so busy that you, you're trying to manage work, you're trying to manage your house, you're trying to manage everything in life, that it is affecting your health and fitness, hiring help can be a huge solution for a lot of people right Mm -hmm. so if you for instance can hire help to take alleviate some of your time stress whether it's somebody to help clean your house or to help at work whatever that might be if you can hire somebody to help with a task that is taking up a lot of time that can free more time for you to do health related things not only can this of exponentially benefit you from a health standpoint, it could still benefit you from a financial standpoint. If you're running out of time and having to order food and do takeout and eat like crap and, and all of that. And then all of a sudden by hiring somebody to help clean the house, you've freed up a couple hours per week that you could do meal prep. Now mm-hmm. you don't have to go to a restaurant twice a week. Like the, the, the time finance change might end up balancing itself out. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Um, Kelly, leave them with a tip. Yes. I want to do a breathing tip. So some people will consider breath to be just breath. Some people will be like, Ooh, a good mindfulness tip. Um, however you look at it, this is going to benefit your body and your brain. So if you are looking to reconnect with your breath or reconnect with your body or to simply calm down in a day, it doesn't have to be where you're at a panic attack or anxiety attack. Sometimes it's just a good check-in. Um, this is a really helpful tool. So it's counting the breath in for four And then also counting out for four. And I say four because this is a good average place to start for a lot of people if we're not already in the habit of taking deep breaths, essentially. Most people will build up to about five or six, maybe even seven or eight with time. Um, But it's just a really good practice to count slowly as you inhale, hold that breath, and then exhale for the same count in which you inhaled. Um, Just like I said, as a reconnection tool. Uh, Did Emerson teach you that? (laughs) <laughs> yes he calls it mountain breath right mountain breathing yes 
love he, it. He does the whole visual representation of breathing in as he climbs the mountain. Then he says, hold at the top and hold <gasps> and then breathe out. <laughs> That's right. I totally forgot he presented that a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Yeah, it's excellent for people of all ages. <laughs> awesome. Great tip. Uh, I hope you guys found this this episode helpful. Um, scheduling is something that we we talk about a lot and I think is a really important thing to address in your health and fitness journey, but a lot of people often neglect. So if it is something you struggle with, um, reach out to us, touch base with us. And I'd love to have this conversation with you and how maybe just looking at your schedule can have a drastic change on your health and fitness goals. Uh, if you found it helpful, share it with a friend, tag us, comment, rate it, let us know what you thought. Thanks for listening, guys. 